Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 290 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Omnipod, Dexcom, and Dancing for Diabetes. And I've entitled it Theoretical Ninja. I want you to keep in mind that I could have called this episode Where's Walter? Honeymoon on the Ski Slopes, Canadian Grizzly. Levon wants to go to Venus. There were just too many options, but in the end, This episode is with a mother of a child who's been diagnosed for a year who is still heavily in the honeymoon period. Remind yourself as you're listening, this episode is probably really called One Long Canadian Honeymoon on the Ski Slopes, but that I loved the idea of Theoretical Ninja while I was listening. Remember this as well, that this episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Omnipod and that you can get a free no obligation demo of the Omnipod by going to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox or clicking on the links in your show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com. Remember too that the episode is sponsored by Dexcom and go to dexcom.com forward slash juicebox to get your G6 continuous glucose monitor right away today. There's probably enough time to get it for you by New Year. Christmas? I don't know. Get started as fast as you can. And after all that's done, and you've listened to the goodness that is the Juice Box Podcast, roll back around to dancingthenumber4diabetes.com. Check out what they're doing. That's dancingthenumber4diabetes.com. Is now a bad time? We could reschedule if you need to. Pardon me? Do you need to reschedule, or am I just a, a minute early for you? No, no, I'm gonna. I'm just walking. Um, I work at a ski area, so I'm walking over to the main lodge where it's a bit quieter. Oh, cool. Why don't you go? Do you want to? I can give you a couple minutes, and you got to get a headset on and everything. I'll call you back. Yeah, that would be great. Actually, do you want to give me maybe 15 minutes, and I'll go get my. I I just have earphones. Is that going to work on my iPhone? Are they wired with a mic in the wire? Yes. Yeah, they, it should be good. Okay. Um, Tell me how long you need. Just like 15 minutes? 15. Okay, I'll be back. Quick reminder here, if you're looking for Juicebox podcast merchandise for the holidays, you're probably right up on when you need to order. So uh, don't delay or just resolve yourself to the fact that it's not coming for Christmas. But remember that the prices are significantly lower because of some improvements that the company I use has made. So shirts are the same, prices are lower. Also, if I could just get you to remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan, I'd really appreciate it. Just because I listen to you on the way to work every morning. So I'm like, oh, now I'm speaking to him. You're like a little a celebrity. <laughs> that happens around here a lot. And so it gives my wife a lot of opportunity to laugh at me. <laughs> yeah. That's great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You hear I wasn't me okay? sure. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're crystal clear. My name is Veronica Whitney Crosland. Uh, and I live in Canmore, Alberta, Canada, and I am a mother of 
Walter Croslin, who has type 1 diabetes. Nice. Um, are you a native? Are you born in Canada? Yes, I'm born in Canada. Nice. Okay, so Walter... And I don't live in an igloo. You don't? Why not? <laughs> Although it was minus 30 here about three weeks ago, so it felt like I was living in an igloo. Yeah, so, so you can try to make fun <laughs> of me if you want, but, you know, <laughs> minus 30 is not where people live, just so you know. <laughs> That's that's not a real it's temperature. Much, it's much warmer now. Like it was only minus five coming to work this morning, and it'll probably be plus five this afternoon. <laughs> you really should move. You could get a whole different perspective on what life is like. Um, the other day, I was outside. It was fifty degrees, uh, but there was a breeze, and around here, that's very cold still. So. <laughs> Everyone's outside. My fingers are cold. I can't get warm. What are we gonna do? And I'm like, I know this is a disaster. Uh, but you know, big jackets. I'm assuming at 50 degrees with a breeze, you might be in shorts by then. Oh yeah, we were in shirts off and in shorts. The kids had shirts off and in shorts at the cabin this weekend, canoeing in about two and a half, three meters of water. That was like the lake was frozen, but there was an the shores open about three meters, and they all had their you know shirts off and they were canoeing around. <laughs> in my life and many people listening you're certifiably insane and could be locked up <laughs> but but i understand different situation a couple of yeah. quick questions have you ever okay. had to run from a bear yes all right well tell me about that before we get started <laughs> uh a mother grizzly bear with her cubs actually <laughs> so now do you do you um take stock in the the old joke you don't have to be faster than the bear just one of your friends it's so true i was with a cup i was with a couple other people and i was yeah they i would have gotten i would have pushed them in front of me (laughs) (laughs) no i wouldn't have i work at a ski area okay at a ski resort so in lake louise alberta which is in the rocky mountains and we have a we've got a big percentage of grizzly bears that come and graze on the ski hill in the summertime because it's just prime habitat. And so we have a resident female that comes back every year with her cubs. Typically every year. She didn't come back last year, but she was here the year before. And we were hoping she comes back again this year. But she's really curious. So if you're not within the bear fence, which is to keep people in, it's electrified bear fence. If we're working outside the bear fence, you've got to be really careful. And we did come across her one day where she didn't chase us, but she she was following us, and so out of curiosity. So we had to get a vehicle to come up and actually drive onto the hill and come and pick us up. Yeah, everything was, you just said was, is absolutely insane. I, 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 it was and, scary. Instead of being thrown under the bus, you could throw your friends under a bear. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. so, can you imagine in that moment you just turn back, you're like, Billy, I'm so sorry, and just shove them over and just keep running. <laughs> Anyway, oh, bear attacks are probably really horrible and something we don't want to talk about. Uh, and they're pretty rare. Yeah, they're and pretty rare. Of course they are. It's, you know, it's sort of like, you know, shark attacks, right? Like they don't, they happen once and everybody's like, see, shark's evil. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's just, it's the, the outcome of the bear attack that makes it horrible. Um, <laughs> it's not like the bear gets bored in the middle of, you know, pummeling you. And it's like, all right, you don't look like you're a risk anymore. I can walk away now. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. that doesn't happen. Right. They don't they, walk away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they finish you off. Yeah, I, there we go. Everything is just, this is so different. I like this so much. Uh, you know what? I'm wondering how many people in America heard you say, 
that you were in Canada and in the Rocky Mountains and thought, no, the Rocky Mountains are in America. That doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Banff National Park. No kidding. That's so cool. How long have you worked at, um, in like that kind of work? I've actually worked here for about two years. Uh, we moved from Calgary, which is the city to the east of us. It's a large city. Um, I was doing um, environmental consulting there for about nine years. And then this job came up about two years ago to work for the ski area doing their environmental work. Now, see, yeah, so I know Calgary because the Olympics were in Calgary in my lifetime. So yes. that's my, can you believe that's my entire understanding of Calgary? And plus the flames. That's all I know. Right and, oh, you know this well. I'm pretty impressed you know the flames. Seriously? Wow. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's on. good. You got a lot of hockey. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So let's, let's figure this out. You are married, I assume. Yes, I'm married and I have two kids. I've got Walter, who's six, mm -hmm. and Levon, who's four. After and my album. husband's name is Ward. What's your husband's name? Ward, W-A-R-D. Okay, so we've got Ward like Ward Cleaver from Leave it to Beaver. That I have. <laughs> yeah. Walter yeah. makes me think of Walter O'Reilly from MASH. Now, Levon, from the song, from the Elton John song? Well, we didn't know there was actually an Elton song that was Levon. It was from... so. Uh, the band and the drummer of the band mm -hmm. is named Levon Helm. I know that. Yes. I know a lot. And of my husband <laughs> really likes the band. the band. I didn't even really know about them. And so, but then after we named Levon uh, Ward's parents and everybody was like, Oh, the Elton John song. And you were, we're like, like, no, uh, no, not quite. Can <laughs> but I tell you? Whatever. My favorite Elton John song. It's absolutely my favorite Elton John song. Anyway. Levon? It is. Yeah, it really is. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. it's pretty, I mean, when you listen to the words, we were, you know, it's quite religious, but um, it, yeah, it's a great song. So either Elton John song or Levon Helm. Well, Veronica, let me tell you something. The joy of being me is that I don't know the words to any of the songs that I listen to. Uh, we were <laughs> yeah. we were driving somewhere the other day, and my wife and I were kind of like singing along with the radio, and this song stopped. And I was like, I love that song. And she goes, you don't know one of the words. Not one. <laughs> she's like, you just mumbled through. I'm like, I know, but isn't it great? And she's like, how can you not know? What? It's a classic rock song. It's been around our whole life. And I was yeah. like, I don't know. My brain does not retain stuff like that. So I don't know what Levon's about. It's just my favorite Elton John song. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, it's, I like it too. It's a okay. good song. <laughs> so, okay. So, all right. So, Walter is uh, born six years ago. When is he diagnosed with type 1? He was diagnosed in February uh, 2018. So, okay. February 13th. So, just over a year ago. Wow. Okay. So, you're, you're, you're just right up on a year. Now, yeah. What, yeah. Can I ask when you, so I you know you have a slightly different health system. Was a pump made? Like, did someone say, here's an insulin pump, or did they say, here's a pen, or how did they start with insulin with you? Dancing for Diabetes has been spreading awareness about type 1 diabetes through the art of dance since 2000. They create and participate in a variety of events and initiatives to educate the community about the realities of living with type 1. They also raise funds to assist in finding a cure for those of you living with the daily reality of type 1 diabetes. They also offer a supportive community and many interactive programs. They're just such a creative resource designed to empower the people living with type 1 diabetes to live healthy, active lifestyles. Check them out. Dancing4diabetes.com They said, here are the pens. 
in the hospital. So we got diagnosed. We went in and they said, here are the pens. I didn't know anything about type 1 diabetes at all. Um, and so, yeah, they just said, here are the pens. I didn't know there were pumps. I didn't know there was anything such as the Dexcom. Mm. Uh, so we started with pumps in the hospital and finger pokes. Wow. And and yeah. how long did you, are you still doing that that way now? No, no. And so I started listening to a podcast and I can't, I can't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. This is really the only podcast. So don't worry. Exactly. Well, and he meant, so I I listened to him. He was an Australian man um, and he had about 10 podcasts and he recommended your podcast. Oh, well then in that case, his podcast is fantastic. Then I didn't realize, (laughs) see what I was doing there, but now I misunderstood best podcast in Australia probably. Right, right. There we go. And so then I went straight to your podcast and this was within a couple of like within about a month or two of being di- by being diagnosed and started listening to your podcast right away. And then within a couple of months ordered the Dexcom. Okay. Oh, that's great. So you got going right away. I, I have to give Arden a thing here. I'm going to say temp basil. Okay. Increase. I'm going to try to find his podcast because I do want to I can't believe I can't see it. Where's my library? Here we go. Hmm. Arden would love it. If I told you all that, I think her period is coming in a week. So her blood sugar is getting. <laughs> yeah, I re- oh, her lady time, which everybody gave you trouble. Uh, about. Too much trouble. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't deserve it. So. When you used to, when you say that, I would laugh. So how? Why? Well, oh, Potomatic. Po- po- Podomatic, Podomatic is that, guy. Is it a diabetes? Is that a diabetes podcast? Yeah, his name is Guy. Anyway, Podomatic. Uh, he doesn't do them anymore. It looks like you know they ended in 2016 or something. Oh, but Podomatic. Okay. Anyway, gotcha. he recommended listening to. Well, your podcast. since his podcast is not available any longer, then I would recommend that Guy knows what he's talking about. I just don't want to lose down. Da- I don't want to lose downloads. It's just such a. F- <laughs> He does. No, his is, his is, his is terminated. Okay, his so is the only his, one. So we can talk about his because it doesn't exist anymore. I um, think, I think. I mean, I can't find any more. But so. for all of you listening, I would prefer it if this was your only diabetes podcast. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Anyway. Um, okay, so that's so it's amazing. So you find a podcast that leads you to another podcast that teaches you about a glucose monitor. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because like, what? What's a glucose monitor? Right, exactly. And so a year ago, what was that in Canada? You're G five still, right? Uh, we're still G five, yeah, and we're still G five today. Even though it's been approved uh, through the FDA, we're still waiting for them to get the product out. Yeah, it takes a while. I know. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'll make the switch to G six when you can. Right away, oh, as cool. soon as we can. There you go. Yes. Um, yes. And. It's been it's been amazing. Tell me a little bit. Well, tell me a little bit more. How long did you have without a glucose monitor before you had one? Um, I don't know exactly, but probably um, so February, March, April, May, June, maybe four months. Okay, and what what's it the looks like? Shift? I it looks like we went on in June. Maybe I, I've kept, I've kept notes, so I'm thinking we went on to it in June. You kept notes. That's delightful. You don't need the notes. Throw them away. Um, <laughs> This thing moves too fast for notes. Uh, so, so what do you notice the biggest shift between having one and not having one? Where do you where do you think the benefit really lies? Oh, uh, 
just in being able to continuously watch him at school mm-hmm. and at home and at night. I mean, just having that real-time data for me is so key. I mean, when we take the Dexcom off, sometimes if we haven't ordered it in time, we have a day lag or something before it arrives. Yeah. And it's it's a little bit nerve-wracking to just not know what's happening with him at school. So and the, the, te- the teachers are doing finger pokes, but it's still not real-time. Yeah. So your your biggest concern right now still is it's more like safety and security. The idea of like you want to know before he falls, before his blood sugar starts dropping. Yes, yeah. and part of that is because we—he's only on one point five units of Levermere a day. Oh no, kidding! So how how much does he weigh? Uh, can I guess sixty? No, yeah, like he, I take him to the doctor every three months. Like he weighs like a normal six-year-old. I think he weighs over fifty pounds, fifty-six, like almost sixty pounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, uh, yes. And we were, when we were diagnosed, he was on Humulin and Humalog, so long-lasting and fast-acting. And he started at like nine units of Humulin and like 3.5 or something of Humalog. And then, so over, over a course of five months, we went down and down and down and down and down to, to by the time in July, I think we were at one unit of Levonir. Wow. He's, so his needs have really dropped. Is he still yeah. honeymooning then, do you imagine? He, they think he's still honeymooning. Yeah. But it's but it's been <clears throat> over a year now, and so it's a bit of a they're, – they're, it happens at mm-hmm. the Children's Hospital. They say it does happen. It's just they don't see it very often, honeymooning I'm, this long. Yeah, I've been watching uh, a little girl's um, blood sugar on my Dexcom for a while, helping her mom. And she's honeymooning and doesn't have doesn't even use a background insulin. And when she's not eating, her blood sugar is perfect. And then the minute, yeah, that the happened to us eats, on the weekend. Yeah, the minute she eats, it, it shoots up. And they're actually get they're getting a, a pump today. Actually, wow, today. Um, and they're going to get an Omnipod today. And she's going to just do like the tiniest basal rates or basal's off and then back on a little bit. To try to like uh, micro dosing, just really turn it down all the way and use it just for bolusing. And then I think what I think the plan might be we're going to kind of do this together, but I think the plan might be that prior to a meal, she's going to put the basal insulin on so that she's got basal and bolus through kind of the life of the meal. And then once the meal's over, the basal will go away until the honeymoon ends. But it's very unpredictable and it makes using the insulin difficult and scarier, you know. Yeah. Well, so I've applied through the hospital um, for the Omnipod. I did get an Omnipod trial, which was great. We got the little pump we got ordered. So in Canada, we if we go through the hospital um, <clears throat> and just go through the hoops, then the government pays for the Omnipod. So we'll get it in May. Yeah. And that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to get them on the pump so that we can do those tiny little I mean I think it would be 0.5 units that would drip throughout the day right and then if he did have a high carb meal we could put in the fast acting yeah oh no there's a way to use a pump effectively through a yeah. through a honeymoon period for sure I, I contacted I contacted Jenny Smith's um, consulting company in the states oh no kidding yeah and so I think I'll I'd like to work with her when we get the pump cool. or you no, no. You're, you're, you're free. Yeah, right. You can just email me questions and tell me to answer them on the podcast, and it'll be a very similar situation. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Jenny, Jenny's been helping me with the diabetes pro tip series and she's really terrific. So you couldn't go wrong. She's at integrated diabetes services. So it's, I think it's integratediabetes.com. You can find her at. Cool. I, I would love to know uh, if, if you end up doing that and how it works out, that'd be great. Cause she's, she's really spectacular. Yeah. Cause I, I think we'll be able to manage him better. I mean, this weekend he was a little bit, he hasn't been sick for this whole time mm-hmm. and, but he got a little bit of a stomach bug on Saturday. So he wasn't eating all morning Saturday into late Saturday evening. So we actually didn't give him any insulin because he was just sort of riding it out at like 4.3 in Canada. I'm not sure what that is in the States. We I mean, could figure it out, but it's more fun to make people do it while they're driving. So you guys figure yeah, out on your own. Actually, exactly. someone asked me the other day if I could make a conversion chart that they could download. I thought, all right, well, I'll put that there's on my one, list. They're online. Yeah, but wouldn't you want one with the podcast like logo? Yeah. Like, yeah, to make yeah. it more fun, right? So I, I, I keep feeling I should print it out and laminate it when I, cause when I'm listening to your show when I'm driving, I can just look at it. Wouldn't that be just the end of, well, I mean, you could write it on your notes somewhere too. When, when Walter, when Walter was diagnosed and you know, you, you kind of, I'm assuming it came out of the blue. Do you have any other family members who have type one or in hindsight now? Um, my cousin's son, and she's in the UK. Uh, he has type one. So that's all that we know of right now. Okay. So my cousin's son on my mom's side, so you know, a bit removed, but but I do have um, hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. and so that's an autoimmune. So yep. maybe there's a correlation there. I don't know, but in terms of type one, it's just my cousin's son. No, I think that um, autoimmune diseases definitely run in family lines, and you can see them. I've mentioned this here before, but on my wife's side of the family, the females all seem to have a different autoimmune disease. Nope, it doesn't it doesn't repeat ever with anybody. Except I guess now for Arden, because my wife has a hypothyroidism and so does Arden now. So I guess the Arden got two. So she was she's catching up with the other ones. Uh, yeah. but yeah, Aww. but but the mother had a uh, great grandmother, let me think. Grandmother had I guess celiac and you know, and then some of them have like a an immune thing where they just kind of get sick a lot and like so everybody's got a little touch of something. Arden just got the diabetes. And celiac, I think, I think I had Walter, I, because I was, um, not convinced that he didn't have diabetes, but just was wondering why this sort of, uh, honeymoon stage was going on for so long. I, I asked the hospital to run more blood work. Um, so they, and so they ran all of those like C peptide and GAD 65. And I think they did the, the check for celiac, but they all did come back positive. So. Yeah. I listen, mm. I had that moment when yeah. you know Arden like didn't need insulin for 3 solid days. And I and I thought, "Oh, somebody just made a mistake. She doesn't have diabetes." You, you yeah. know, like it's, it's been a big mistake and uh then then of course it wasn't. And uh but it, but it's easy to feel that way in that moment, especially in the very beginning because you don't really you don't understand any of it then all of a sudden all this insulin they told you needed you don't need anymore and you're like, "Huh." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. Um, how is he, how is Walter dealing with it? Like, is he, I mean, he's obviously bare, bare breasted in the, in the river, riding a, yeah. riding a grizzly bear or something like that. So I guess he's okay a little bit, but, yeah, um, yeah. but is it, has it been an adjustment for him that he's handled well so far? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, he, he has ups and downs, but overall he is really, uh, yeah, he's dealing with it really well and he's got lots of support, um, at the school 
and at home. He went from using the numbing cream to now he doesn't use the numbing cream at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he does go through days where he says, oh, I hate diabetes. But then other days he just doesn't talk about it, you know, for days and days. Yeah. So I do kind of worry sometimes about the psychological long-term effect of it. But I had him assessed at the, at the children's hospital and they said there's nothing wrong. He's fine. It's so, I, I mean, overall he is dealing with it really well. He'll probably be kidnapped by a beaver long before he has any psychological problems from diabetes or yeah. something like that, you know? Well, he, he gets a lot of Nerf guns and uh, scooters as gifts. So that he, Keeps <laughs> at least I, I spoil him. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps him happy. Oh, my God. Uh, so bad. Yeah, listen, I mean, you're in Canada. That kid needs to know how to shoot something, I would imagine. He's not going to make it. <laughs> Right? I mean, how's he going to live? Yeah. Something eventually is going to try to take him, and he's going to need to be able to defend himself. I'm thinking it's a beaver, but I, you know, I just, I don't really know. More likely a moose. A moose. Just right That'll away on a moose. <laughs> <Take him down. laughs> uh, no matter what I do when I think of Canada, I think of this like amazing um, Twitter handle, and I've talked about it here before, but it's called like ScanBC. And it, okay. it runs the most delightful crime. Like, it's like, you know, it's always like intoxicated man shows up at his ex-girlfriend's house with flowers and says he still loves her. And I'm like, and like, that's the crime, you know? And you're like, wait, that's crime, <laughs> you know? Um, it's just, it's really wonderful. I talked about it. It's in BC in Canada? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's from the British Columbia kind of like police force. It's just, it's absolutely wonderful. Anyway, so, hmm. Well, let me think. So, so you're so you're doing MDI and you're doing Dexcom, and so you're a little bit like you got a little bit of a foot in the old and a little bit of a foot in the new. You're looking forward to getting a pump. You know, obviously, you're really early on. Um, yeah. What what is but it? Wait, wait. Good. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Good. You say what you're going to say. Well, I was just going to say, and you know, in credit to you, though, that's why we're on this Dexcom so early. It wouldn't have been. It, it's not they're not telling you at the hospital anything about this right away. Mm -hmm. So the more people that listen to your podcast, the sooner they get a hold of this podcast, the better it's, it's full of so much great information. I mean, my husband, he listens to it a little bit here and there, but he, I, I have the, I have to drive to work. It takes about 40 minutes each way. So I have learned so much uh, from these podcasts. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know what, you know, basil, bolus, basil, all those, the terms. I didn't, I learned that all from this podcast, not from the hospitals. And you don't have any trouble hearing it over the motor of the snowmobile at all? <laughs> no, no. No. That's great. That's no, really cool. I mean, I'm always worried if I have the levels right. So that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> now, Ward does not listen a lot. Why is this? Why is he doing this to me? I know this is the time of the year where you feel like there's just not enough hours in the day to do the other things that you want to do. But allow me to say that this is the perfect time of year to make the next step in your health and wellness. So don't put off going to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box because the holidays are here or because it's winter or you really just want to wait until, I don't know, the kids are out of school. Because if you're waiting for the perfect time to make this move, I don't know that a perfect time exists for someone who's scared. 
right? You're like, oh, I'm going to do something different and it's going to be frightening, but it's not going to be. It's going to be amazing. So instead of thinking about, oh, there's this thing I have to do that I don't understand and then I, I need to wait for the exact right moment, try thinking of it differently. Flip it on its head. Think the sooner I do this, the sooner I'm going to get to this world that I want to be in. So what am I saying? Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. And right now today, all you need to do to get a free, no obligation Omnipod sent to your house, a demo that you can actually try on and wear, see for yourself. All you have to do is go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. You fill in a tiny bit of information about yourself and Omnipod with great glee in their heart sends you the demo right to your home. Now that's not so hard. That's not a commitment to change. That's just taking the steps. You can do it. I promise. Myomnipod.com forward slash juice box with links in your show notes were the ones that you'll find at juiceboxpodcast.com. I think it's time. He's a stay-at-home dad like you right now. Mm-hmm. He's been a stay-at-home dad for about three years. Uh, and so he'd rather listen to uh, tunes, you know. He's, he's, listening, he's listening to tunes or listening to the news. And he's really managing Walter uh, all the time. So he's in contact with the school all day, back and forth texting because Walter has his iPhone in a little backpack in his, on him. And he's, you know, making all the lunches and, and we're still way, we're still looking at carb count. Like we still weigh the carbs out. Mm-hmm. Um, so really Ward is the sole manager. And I think that's he enough. Just, he just, he's <laughs> enough. Yeah. And I, and I, I tell him he's, he understands it. Um, and I, I tell him a lot, but at some point I hope he gets into uh, listening to them. It's, it's so I've learned so much from, from this podcast. Well, I appreciate that, but it's interesting that you're the one listening, but he's the one managing more. That's just a, a different dynamic than I've heard in the past, which is still really cool. I think however it works for you is, is the best way. You, you yeah. Know. And then, I mean, I relay things to him. I, I micromanage. <laughs> oh, I see. All right. So this is just a classic married situation here. Yeah. Ward yeah. is just being remote controlled by you is what you're saying. Yeah. He's just a he's just a robot in the house with a pulse. I got you. No, no, I understand. Like at, like at three o'clock this morning, I'm like, did you get the yogurt? Are you getting a yogurt? <laughs> he's like, yeah, going down to get a yogurt. There or are, a banana. There are times that I sit still in my house and, and Kelly's like, well, wh- what do you think? And I'm like, I'm waiting for you to tell me what I think because I don't want to be wrong about this, you know? Yeah. could ruin a whole afternoon. Oh, so true. <laughs> so a yogurt, you, you'll do a yogurt in the middle of the night for a low blood sugar? Yeah, and that's the, th- I mean, so this is, this is the thing. So he, like, he'll typically go down at night at a classic, like, 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and it'll go to 3.8. Um, so, but then he'll, if he didn't have the Dexcom on, we would have done a finger poke probably at midnight or one o'clock and then we would sleep through the night. Okay. But when the Dexcom is on, obviously we have it set so that it alarms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like to know, because he's only getting 1.5 units of Levomir. It's such a low amount that for him to be going low at four in the morning, it's almost, you know, it's over 12 hours later or Doesn't whatever. Really happen, yeah. 
So 3.8 is just under 70 for everybody out there. Yeah. And so he kind of levels out at that at night. But sometimes I just, if he goes to 3.6, and I just don't want him to go any lower. And so we'll give him a little bit of vanilla yogurt or a little bit of banana just to bring him back up a bit. From from around 65 or 3.6 to just a little higher. Yeah. 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 I like that. How do you I mean, deal? Could... Good. What's that? I was going to say, do you ever have to put insulin in for those, or do you have it worked out where you just use a little bit, just enough to bring them up? Um, put insulin in for the food. Yeah. Do you ever have to like? No. no nothing like that. It's always just kind of maintenance. Yeah, we ne- we 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 actually, although um, maybe about a month or two ago, he was going a bit higher than normal, which was about. So I it, fifteen. Okay. Your chart there. Two seventy. And e, to fifteen, yeah. And so he would stay there and level out maybe for a couple of hours, and then he'd go down. And so at that point, we actually did start using a bit of the quick acting insulin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we started with like point five units, but it, it only lasted for a few days okay. because um, he started to have lows. Wow. I can't believe you guys are a a year into this and you're still kind of fighting with the, I mean, I can believe it. Don't get me wrong. I know it happens, but I just can't imagine it doesn't get a little exhausting. Like as crazy as it sounds, he'd kind of like his pancreas to stop making insulin the rest of the way so that you think things could be stable, right? Or more stable. I said it this weekend. I was like, just go into full-blown diabetes so we can do this. <laughs> Stop messing around here. Yeah, because, you know, a little bit of food that takes you to 270 is, that's you know, 15, that's a big number. And you would love to know, well, let me just use some insulin here to keep that from happening. But one day you'll use the insulin and you won't need it. And one day you'll use the insulin and you do need it. So how do you make that decision? Yeah, and so that's why I'm really excited to get onto the pump because Walter definitely at this point doesn't want any more injections throughout the day. He he now is at the point where we'll say, okay, well, um, why don't you have you could have this? He might go a little bit high, and mm-hmm. he'll be like, no, no, I'm not going to have it. So okay. I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I want do, you know, I want him to eat whatever he wants. So as soon as and he's not going high right now. Like for breakfast this morning. You know, he might have gone up to eight, maybe 10 at the most, but probably just eight for half an hour. And then he goes back down and levels out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot in there. You don't want to cause a a, a bad relationship with food, first of all, because you exactly. can easily end up with an eating disorder. And he needs to eat, he needs to grow, and he needs to be healthy. So yeah, you, you definitely want him hungry and eating and, and you bolusing and you'll get to it. Yeah, yeah so as soon as we it. get on this pump, then we can bolus, right? That's mm-hmm. what you're doing, bolusing for the yeah short acting. Uh, well, you know, well, oh, so yeah, what you'll do, you know, once your pump's on is you'll, you know, you'll have your basal insulin that you need will be coming from the pump and you can make, you know, obviously a smaller adjustment. So if you gave a little bit of food that you thought was just going to go from, you know, a slightly low to a little higher. And all of a sudden you started going up, you can just give him some insulin and, and, and grab it and bring it back down again. Bring it back down. Yeah. yeah I'm really, I am actually really excited to, to yeah. get on the pump so that we can do that I and just keep him, you know, coasting along. Right. Okay. Let's take a break here while I read the lyrics to Levon. Levon wears his war wound like a crown. He calls his child Jesus cause he likes the name. 
and he sends him to the finest schools in town. See, you said it was religious, and I don't know that. Right, hold on, but I see more God in here. Levon, Levon likes his money. He makes a lot, they say, spends his days counting in a garage by the motorway. Now, <laughs> hold on. He was born a pauper to a pawn on a Christmas day. When the New York Times said God is dead and the war's begun, Alvin Tostig has a son today. Do you wonder, like me, who Alvin Tostig is? Do you, is that? Yes. All right, hold on. Let's figure that out real quick. You know, I got a message last night, and uh, it was it was from a person who said, I listen to your ads. I don't listen to the ads on anything, but I, I listen to ads on your show, and please sing more. And I, I, promised, <laughs> I promised her I'd sing more. So hold on a second. I don't know that that's going to happen now live with you here. But um, all right, what? So there's no like real. I don't think Alvin Tostig is a real. All right, I don't think he's a real person. If he is, something oh okay, made he's made up. All right, <laughs> and he shall be Levon. He shall be a good man. He shall be Levon in a tradition with the family plan. And shall be Levon, and he. Wow, there's a lot of repetition here. I guess that's what music is. He shall be a good man, Levon. Levon sells cartoon balloons in town. His family business thrives. Jesus blows up balloons all day. <laughs> but who's Jesus? Wait a minute. We he calls his child. Well, I, oh, I, Levon's I, chi- I, child is Jesus. Yes. All right. He so we got the kid blowing up the balloons. That's that's child labor. There's issues there. Child labor. Child Sits labor. on a porch, swings, watching them fly. This song goes on forever. It, it is Elton John. Yeah. Jesus wants to go to Venus. That's sexual. I'm assuming. Hold on. When Levon <laughs> Levon slowly dies, he's born. Right, I can't do the rest of it. Anyway, Levon. Uh, the lyrics don't make you feel good about it, but I'm going to tell you right now, my favorite Elton John song. You love the tune. <laughs> you love the tune. <laughs> I really do. My so God. when people played that for us after we had named our son Levon, you thought it was quite a shock. It was quite a shock. We should have we named him like, something else. <laughs> yes, we were like, what? <laughs> even listen, Levon Helm is a. It's still a. You know that's a that's a reach. I'm gonna say uh, he's such an old man now. I, I, yes. I, oh no, he died in 2012. I, that's why he looks so old. Never mind. <laughs> I think he and I think Levon Helm might have been the only. Was he the only American or was he the only Canadian? I can't remember in the band. Mm, the know. band. Right, I'm not well, sure. The band. I don't know. I'm not really into music. My husband's more into. He music, was an American so. music. Uh, he oh, was, he's the he only was, American one. He was okay. the only American one. What do you think that? Do you have a band song that is your favorite? No, I I could not name a band song, the band, any of their songs. I might, if I heard it, I might recognize it, but I doubt it. All right, I'm looking, and I have to be honest. I feel like I know the band at the same time. I don't know. Oh, up on Cripple Creek. I guess that's the one I was thinking of. All right. I'm not singing that either. <laughs> I'm letting down the person that contacted me about this. Um, I have, so I have a couple serious questions for you. Okay. okay. Um, I get a lot of questions from people about skiing with diabetes. Like seriously, okay. a lot of them. So oh, okay. Yeah, how do you manage all the kind of remoteness, the cold, and the you know the 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 fact that you're at rest, and then all of a sudden you know, vigorously your body's working and then you're at rest. Um, there's adrenaline. Like how do you, how are you finding that so far? Hey, let's talk about the Dexcom G6 by talking about Arden's last 12 hours of blood sugars. So all the way back before she went to bed last night, her blood sugar kind of got down to 70 and she was hungry. So she had this protein bar thing with like nuts in it. And I don't exactly know what was in there. There's peanut butter or something. So she eats this bar. 
And I think to myself, maybe she's not going to need as much insulin as I think. So we wait a little bit, but then we see a rise, right? All of a sudden, this 70 turns into 88, turns into 97, 105. Ooh, we put in some insulin. Now, I'm not going to lie. Should have put the insulin in sooner. And her blood sugar goes all the way to 170 before it comes right back down again to 130, blah, blah, blah. And an hour and a half later, her blood sugar is 121. By the time her insulin finishes up, her blood sugar is 82. And then all overnight, 82, 85, 95, 109, back to 95, 86. Hear what I'm saying? 100. And how do we get to sleep like that? How does Arden's blood sugar get to be like that? Because, well, a number of reasons. Think about it. She's got the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor. We start with a lower blood sugar at bedtime that a lot of you might think, well, I'm going to feed that and that's it. You know, I'll test hours later, maybe. But I was able to give her the food, see the rise, put in the insulin, bring the rise back down, not bring it down too far, and then let Arden stay stable all night long because of the information that I get back from the Dexcom G6. And you can find out more about it at Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. The tools that make all of this possible are within your grasp. So we ski uh, every weekend and sometimes twice on the weekends. Um, and Walter skis during spring break. So he's got the Dexcom. We're always with him. He doesn't go. We haven't put him. He's been, he was in ski lessons last year before he had diabetes. But this year we've just kept him with us um, because I can't really drop him off with a 20-year-old ski instructor for the day and just be like, okay, see ya. Manage the diabetes. Um, so we don't do that. But he skis with us. He's got his Dexcom. He has an iPhone that we keep inside his coat so it stays warm. Uh, we had some issues at the beginning of this season where we were keeping it on an outside pocket and it would just die because it's it's cold. Uh, so it's on the inside pocket. And then we really just monitor him throughout the day and top him up with food. He, he, he goes low. He'll go low skiing. Any kind of activity like... Um, scootering or especially skiing he will ride pretty low so we always just have a backpack with sandwiches and crackers and we have some juice with us we have gummy bears with us and we just kind of top him up throughout the day we he can have french fries at the ski hill on a ski day because he won't go high from the fries um so right now that's you know, that's how we're managing it. And then what happens, I find, is a day or two after skiing, he'll, he's low. He doesn't go low, but he rides, he, he, his he levels are low. much lower. That's um, interesting because I, w- I, I may have guessed that. And at the same time, it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel like, like that makes any sense. Like days later is just such an yeah. odd thing. But I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Arden, you know... If she's really active one day, the next day, you're pretty confident it's going to be like a lower like blood sugar day. And, and exercise does help keep your blood sugar down. So, you know. Yeah. If he's on a trampoline. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, the trampolines it's, are. <clears throat> yeah. It's within minutes. They ought to make insulin out of trampolines because <laughs> that's how well it works. It's so fast acting. It's amazing, you know, for most yeah. people. Um, and I'm expecting this is all going to change when he goes into full-blown diabetes. So yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Had you not mentioned the trampoline, what I was going to say next is that that's all going to shift as soon as, as soon as, you know, his pancreas gives up the rest of the way, I guess. Um, yeah. But there is some good there, you know, so your experience with skiing is still pretty, it's minimal to be perfectly honest. Like you're in a situation. It's minimal. Yeah. You can like feed, you can feed the lows that come from the activity and not really even have to worry about the insulin, which I'm assuming will not be the same for most people. But you did say some things that are definitely worth remembering um, that these, some of these, some of this technology can't be out in the freezing, freezing cold forever. And no. so, so you said the Dexcom receiver just, or his phone, which, which was it that gave up? In the cold? It's, it's, it's the phone. The phone. So it has to go more in the inner pocket, closer to you, so it can stay warm somewhere where you're not going to fall on it, obviously, and you still have access to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got it in the case, and it's in his pocket, inside, closer to his body. We Sometimes my husband will have the phone on himself, but I find that we just, even if Walter gets a little too far away, then the, it doesn't transmit. So we... He's got it on an inside pocket in yeah. his coat now. Yeah, it's only Bluetooth it works. distance. Just Bluetooth distance. Whatever your phone can, you know, wherever you'd lose your headphones walking away from them. If you had Bluetooth headphones, that's as far as you, you can know, go. You, you okay. Can go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. I, it, so I, I, I think I think for us right now, they the doctors just keep saying that we've it, it's easier right now. It's going to get much harder. Yeah, I mean, and and so let me talk about that for a second. It it doesn't get harder; it gets more involved, and 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 you'll swap because I think what you're doing sounds hard. Like, so maybe that'll make you feel better. Like the okay. un, the unpredictability of what's happening to you being in a honeymoon situation still to me sounds harder. At least I know with Arden. You know, this happens, and then that happens. If this is going to happen, then I need to do this. There's, there's no moment when, you know, she doesn't need insulin, or you know, there's no moment where Arden could just eat French fries because she's being active. That would, right. that wouldn't, that doesn't exist anymore. So there's a consistency that's going to come after, after this part for you, and and I, I I do prefer. I like to say this about diabetes. I don't think it ever gets easier, but I think you get so much better at it that it sort of starts feeling easy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's how I feel listening to this podcast and actually going through this honeymoon at a slower pace. Mm -hmm. I've been able to learn a lot and I don't know. I just, I I feel like I'm learning so much now before we get to a year from now, yeah. I'm, maybe I'll, maybe I'll know. I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't even know what bolus meant or basil. Right. No, I please. I didn't either. You know, when it all started for me, I didn't, but you know what you're making me think is that what you're basically describing is I, you know, the ability for someone to come along and say, Hey, listen, here's um, some information about type one diabetes. You don't have it, but you will next year. So take, yeah. take your time, learn about it. And about the time, you know, you need it that information is going to be all locked up in your head. You're going to be, you'll be like a pro before you've even had to do it. You, you know what I mean? Like your <laughs> yeah, big, your biggest, yeah, you're like, I hope so. But, I, <laughs> but, but I think, I mean, you know, always be, you're not really, you, you, the one thing I'll say to you is be careful in the very beginning because 
you're you'll be just a theoretical ninja at that point. Like yes. right? you haven't actually been in a fight yet. So so don't like go running. Like don't decide to pick a fight with Bruce Lee first. You know, like on on day one, don't go. We're having pizza and pasta because I listen to a podcast. Uh, you know, but <laughs> but but you will be able to trust some of the things that you've heard, and and that should be very helpful to you. Oh, I'm kind of excited for you. Like it's. Uh, it's I'm excited too to learn about different insulins. Which one are you That's using something now? that I don't. We're using Levamir. And so that's the long. Yeah, the slow acting, right? The slow acting. Right, yeah. your basal insulin. And then you're injecting Humalog, or what did you say it was? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Humalog is the clear H. Yes. Okay. So when you when he when I'm he still, I'm you're still figuring it out. No, no. So <laughs> yeah. when he when he eats a meal, you give him Humalog. No. No. Are you? He only. He gets one. He he gets one point five unit of Levamir in the morning at breakfast. Okay. And that lasts him until the next day at breakfast. So there's no mealtime insulin happening yet. No, Nothing not yet. We were doing it a, like a, maybe six weeks ago. We were we were give, right. we gave him point five. But then he started to have lows and he hasn't gone up again to make, like he'll go maybe to 10, I'm you know, and then, wow. and so 10 is, he's 10. Well, he's really, and then he comes down after about half an hour. No kidding. Have you, have you looked into any of the trials? Like the trial is trial that exists in Canada, I believe. It, it does. Um, I think I just called them actually last week. So um, we're going to get into, yeah, I, I phone trial that I had a pamphlet in our binder about it. But this is why I had them do all of this blood work. And I'm going back actually next week to review the blood work with them and get a really good understanding and yeah. just really confirm that it is a honeymoon. And the, the, the endocrinologist is great. He ran all the tests and and was very open to it. And then I went back in and he said, yep, he, he is. And he went through all of it with me. Um, it's just a long, Yeah. they're saying it's just a long honeymoon, but that's why I'd like to get involved with Jenny Smith right. and um, maybe get some information right from her too. Hey, this is going to sound crazy for a second, but what's your postal code? Uh, T1W3C5. T1W3C5, Canmore, Alberta. Igloo Lane. (laughs) So there is, okay, so there's just looks like one trial net. It's in, is it in Toronto? Is that in Ontario? Oh, okay. That's in Ontario, yeah. That's on the other side of the country, right? Yes, yeah. Nothing in Vancouver, hey? Hold on a second. Maybe it wasn't trial net that I phoned. It was a different, it was a trial. Um, it actually, you know, it wasn't really a trial. What it was, was to get my son and my husband and I tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's sometimes, you know, I know very little about this, but sometimes there are some trials going on that when you still have, um, when you're still making insulin the way your son is, that, you know, sometimes they can give you like a, a courses of medication to help it continue longer. And, mm-hmm. and to extend that time. Um, and I don't know if that's something you'd be interested in finding out about, but. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it might be, yeah. it might be, yeah. it might definitely be worth looking into for you. Cause a year later, he doesn't need fast acting insulin for food. 
that's kind of insane. I know. And um, I think it's a bit insane. The hospital themselves, they definitely have seen it, Mm -hmm. they have said. But I'm just, I mean, we go back every three months and I really, I push them and I do my own research and I'm, of course, I'm totally open to that. And he would be a great case to look at, I think, for, for the hospital. Yeah. Has anyone mentioned like LADA to you, like latent autoimmune diabetes? Yes. Only, I only know about it from your podcast. Okay. And I have asked, um, I think that was part of why I had all of these, this blood work done mm-hmm. was because I wanted to make sure that he didn't have LADA. I remember one of the women on your podcast, she, they had diagnosed her with type one and then it actually turned out she, it was LADA and then she was just on an oral medication, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then Moody, which I don't know a ton about. Oh no, that's the one. Modi. That's Modi? the Is one that I had it one? tested for. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Not, not LADA, but Modi. I was, Yeah. So I'm just going to keep pushing these, this, he gets his blood done every three months anyway. I'm just going to keep pushing for more tests. Yeah. No, I, I think you're smart to do that for sure. Because it, this is, I mean, I guess it's not unheard of to go for a year, but it it really is a little, it's a little crazy. Like, like I said, I'm trying, I'm following a, a, a kid who's, you know, in a similar situation, but they're only six months in basically. And when she eats, her blood sugar mm-hmm. shoots up. Like, so what does her blood sugar shoot up to? Oh, it, it, it without, I mean, it would, it would, it would go all the way without, uh, without insulin. So they're, okay. they're using insulin, um, at meals and, um, and it's, I mean, I've seen it go like sometimes they can get ahead of it, but the long, the longer the time passes, the harder it is to get ahead of it. Oh, okay. So, so you, you can see a 200 to 250, which to you would be. Uh, geez, you know, like 13, 14 in that space, you know? Okay. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, like in the last 24 hours, Walter hasn't gone above, he went, he went to 11, which is 200 ish. Yeah. Right around 200 at about, that must've been around breakfast time. Let me yeah. see here. Well, if he's jumping, no, it was like... 2 a.m. but then, but he comes back down within 20 minutes that quick yeah what did he eat for breakfast when that when it jumped up like that um so for breakfast he has this morning he had two eggs and potatoes mm-hmm. he loves potatoes and bacon and he probably had a one or two small mandarin oranges yeah so he had carbs and it jumped, oh yeah and it jumped and the oranges i mean oranges are pretty high well, there's simple sugars in it that'll get him pretty quickly. How long was he at? 11. Um, well, the 11 was, I'm looking at his 24-hour rate. The 11 actually happened this morning at about 6 a.m., and so that was probably from the yogurt. And I can't, because I'm on the follow, I can't, um, yeah. it looks like it was maybe 15, 20 minutes. That's and then it. he went back, and then he went back down to 6. Shot up, went right back down again. Yeah. So And then so for breakfast, I can show you, right? So 7 a.m. this morning, we were up. For breakfast, he had potatoes, two eggs with cheese on it. He probably had one or two small mandarin oranges. Mm-hmm. And he had some bacon. And he didn't go at, at about 7.15. He was at 6. And then he went back down to about 5.5. The highest he's been is 
at around 8.30 when he went to school and Ward probably gave him a little bit of banana before he got into school just because he seems, we give him 11 year, it starts to work and then by 8.30 he goes low. low. Yeah. And so he was at about seven for maybe half that's an hour, not even then That's only like 125. Yeah. Like you're talking about like a hundred blood sugar back down to 90 around 120. I mean, yeah, I like think right, my, my blood sugar probably goes to 120 when I eat a banana, I would imagine. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. finger, I do finger pokes on myself a lot right. and sometimes I'm at 10 for 10, 15 minutes and then I go back down. Yeah. Like right now he's at, he must've just had snack and he is at eight and now actually he's gone back down to seven. So he jumped to 145, but then went back to 126 pretty quickly. Within. Yeah. From eight to seven. Within about less than half an hour, about half an hour. And, but if you didn't give him the Levamir, this wouldn't be the case. He'd get higher. No, he would get higher with, without the Levamir. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the Levamir is just keeping him. It's giving him that they're, they're describing it as him wearing a backpack and that we're just like holding the backpack up a little bit for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a weird, um, I don't like that analogy, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're in Canada. They yeah. had to use this backpack. They're like, know? listen, all we have is snow and moose and backpacks. <laughs> and I mean, you know, that's it really. And beer, that's it. Oh, there's nothing left. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if, so if anybody out there who is listening to your podcast is going through this same experience, it would be interesting to hear about it. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's I, you're describing it the way most people describe it. To be perfectly honest, like I, okay, you know, yeah. I've had conversations with people privately and on here, and this is what honeymooning is. It's a giant yeah. pain in the butt, but it usually doesn't last for a year. Did you when you di- when he was diagnosed when 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 Walter was diagnosed? What was his blood sugar then? It was twenty three when I took him into the hospital. Four thirty, four to fourteen, four fourteen, like twenty three. Okay, so high. Um, what, what were his symptoms? Um, really similar to everybody. So we actually, I had gone to London to the UK with him Mm -hmm. for a week. So before we left, he had, um, flu like symptoms or he was sick, like you have an earache. And so they, and so I went back to the doctor twice. They were like, no, it's just the flu. It'll go away. Or then they gave me an antibiotic to take with me. So I took that with me. And then the week that I was there, um, he was tired. I had to push him around in a stroller in London. And he's, you know, he's, he doesn't ever go in a stroller. Oh, he's sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he peed the bed a couple of times. And so at that point I was like, Oh gosh. Um, but I still wasn't like, it was in my head in the, it was in the back of my head, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know enough about diabetes. So then we flew home on the flight home from the UK. So eight hour flight he had to go to the bathroom probably every 20 minutes, every half an hour, and he slept. And then he'd wake up and have to go to the bathroom. So then we got home, and I went to work the next day, and he stayed home from school. Um, and I phoned my mom, and I said, Mom, I think he has type 1 diabetes. And she's like, no, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. And I only knew about it because of my cousin's son. Right. Then that next morning, he woke up and was just like, he he couldn't even re- I mean he was standing but it was so yeah he was uh, abnormal in or headed at the DKA probably he, he yeah and yeah. so I got him in the car and we went straight to the hospital and they diagnosed him right away gotcha yeah. so the same same symptoms that most of 
most of the people you have on. Right. Yeah. I hate to care s- about. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I just think you're in the middle of one long honeymoon. This. Yeah. yeah I know. That's what, what they've up. said. Yeah. It sucks. I'm sorry. So we'll just, we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess yeah. the longer, the better, to be perfectly honest for his, you know, for his long-term health. You know. For long-term health. Yeah. yeah. But at yeah. the same time, you know, for your sanity. Uh, yeah. yeah. For my sleep patterns. Yeah. When he was sick, the doctor didn't say maybe don't let him in a river without his shirt on. That wasn't anything. They didn't bring that up. No. 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 Gotcha. You, you guys have a different life. Just being a little farther away from the equator has has really just it really it just changed everything about who you. Everything you've said about outdoors, even like skiing twice a week. I thought, oh wow. I've never been skiing in my life. <laughs> well, I've always thought I was like, oh, Scott and Arden come to Canmore and meet Walter and come hang out with us and go skiing. Yeah. So you're more than welcome I have anytime. Never stood on skis. Uh, skiing to me is an invitation to die crashing into a tree, and um, that is not how I want to go out. I, uh, I, you know, I sometimes joke about like I don't want to die falling off a roof. Like one of the things I pay for around my house is to have my gutters clean because I don't want the short fall to the ground being me going, you know, I could have afforded to pay somebody to do this. And hey, um, that's logical. Right. I and like then I, I got a great email from a guy who I has fallen off a roof in his life and he's pretty much like, look, there's not that much time to think on your way down. I was like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, I avoid a couple of things. Uh, skiing is one of them because I am very fearful of going very fast, not being able to stop. And then the last thing I think is, oh, that tree is going to hurt my face. And then that'll be the end of it. So I realize that's probably not skiing. But Come in the summer then. You can ride the gondola and see the grizzly bears. I was just going to say, you're just trying to get me up there so the bears can eat me. I know what's <laughs> happening. Don't don't act like you don't know. I, I know what's going on here. All right. Listen, you guys are terrific. Just the names of your family members are you have more different names in one family than... Oh, well, wait till I tell you my... Do you want to hear my, my name, my full name? Yeah, do it. Why not? Veronica, Winifred, Carmichael, Whitney. Winifred? <laughs> Where did, how did Winifred get in there? That's my Nana's name. I was going to say, that's a family name. You don't give that to a kid by mistake. That's yeah, a... Winifred. Amazing. Do you have other brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have an older sister. Did they get saddled with anything or no? Well, my brother was born in Peru, so he got Carlos Jorge. And my sister, no, she just got Michelle. How Michelle you, Mary. All right, so hold on. You, you, were you born in Canada? I was born in Canada, but grew up in Peru and Colombia my okay. whole life. Because your father is a drug runner? <laughs> yes. Is that grizzly bear full of cocaine? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> he works in mining. He did work in mining. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's so. And so you guys were there for. A, so you've lived in warm weather, and which is better? Yeah, I have lived in really warm weather, so, Columbia. So what's what's, what's what's better? What do you think is better? Pick one. I need the I need the cool temperatures. Okay. I have fair skin with freckles, and I the heat is just you don't got to be sixty SPF with big hats in the heat. I mean, I love the heat, but I have to be. Under shelter. Under shelter. Hey, what do you take take for your hypothyroidism? You taking Synthroid? Yeah, I take Synthroid. Do you take anything for the T3? Cytomil or anything like that? Uh, No. No? How is your energy? And, you know, do you feel rested? Yeah, it it ebbs and flows. I mean, I've had to up the Synthroid. Mm -hmm. It's like... um, 
And in the morning, I'm tired, but I just don't know. I'm like, is that because I've just been up with Walter at three o'clock and lost an hour or two in there? Or yeah, I do get my I get my blood test regularly. Yeah, my girls uh, watch them. I watch them struggle with the the thyroid thing. Like right now, we're trying to get Arden's together. Um, She had a problem once where her synthroid. She obviously she went through a big growth spurt out of nowhere, and then that so she didn't have enough synthroid. I'll have to talk about this in a regular episode somewhere, like at the in the middle of an episode about about. I actually should do an episode about thyroidism, I guess. Um, yeah, right. that would be interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that she got it at a young age. I didn't realize you could get hypothyroidism. Like most of my friends who get it are get it after pregnancy. Yeah, that's how it happened to my wife. Yeah. So, do you think Arden then got it as I, part of the autoimmune? I thought you were going to ask me if I thought Arden had a baby that I wasn't aware. of. <laughs> You don't think when Arden was 13, she had a child and hid it from you, do you? Uh, so, no. Um, yeah, I think she's just – she's rolling the autoimmune dice and coming up craps a lot is, is, what's, is what's happening. But she got – but it, so anyway, when she grew, she needed more, more Synthroid. It took us a couple of days to figure that out. And in those days, she could barely lift her head up. She was exhausted. Wow. The doctors, they oh, sent us to a cardiologist. And I was like, no, like – because her blood pressure was so low. And I'm like, I think she just needs more Synthroid. So while they're all like arguing and sending her to doctors, one day I just was like, here, take more. Take double. Yeah. And she like, you know, a couple of days later, she like, she's like, I feel better. And I was like, yeah. So then I told the doctor what happened. Doctor's been great, by the way. And, um, but recently her Synthroid levels are good and she's just been tired. She's like, dad, I'm always tired. Like she's got always got muscle aches and she's tired. And, you know, she had to stop playing softball because her, oh, no. sh- her shoulders and her neck like are so tight that she can't kind of do it anymore. And so, wow. so we just got her a T3 replacement uh, a couple of What's days What's a T3 ago. replacement? So, What's so that? Well, I'll save that for the, uh, for the other episode, but there's, there's, there's different hormone that your thyroids, um, responsible for that synthroids replacing t4 but there's a t3 too and so oh right that's right, right. so yes we're, we're crossing our fingers and seeing if that helps her but we don't know yet it's only been a, a few days so um, oh poor girl because yeah. she loves softball yeah well she hasn't done it for a while now since october probably about she missed a fall season and she had to go tell her coach at school that she can't play in high school right now so right. she just can't, yeah. she can't get her neck loose. She can't get her shoulders loose. It's really kind of crazy. Um, so anyway, hopefully I'll do a, I'll have to do one about, I don't know enough about it to carry the episode is my problem. I have mm-hmm. to get somebody on that really understands it. Um, Does she go to acupuncture or anything? You know what? We're getting up to trying anything. It's one of the things that's gone through my head. Um, you know, I think we might try a chiropractor or acupuncturist might be next. I'm, you know. I, I like ac- acupuncture works really well for me Does it for any sort of muscle, any, anything, actually anything, even infl- inflammation. Mm. Yeah. We're definitely going to, we're going to start heading out on a limb and trying a bunch of different stuff. So yeah. Any, anything that works, I'm, I'm anything where I fall, I'm, I'll fall short of letting her smoke weed, I think, but I, <laughs> I, I want her to be able to, her body can't, yeah. can't relax, you know, like she just, her muscles won't just relax and you can like massage them out and get them completely like soft. So they feel like jelly under her skin. And five minutes later, they're stiff again. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's really, Oh something. my God. Yeah. So 
We'll figure it out, I guess. But anyway, we're past an hour, and you need to go back to work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have to Tell go everybody to work. real quick where did you do this interview from? Are you in the ski lodge? I'm in the ski lodge at the Lake Louise Ski Area in Lake Louise, Alberta. Nice. All right. Thank yeah, you so looking, much. Looking outside. I really appreciate you doing this. Hey, listen, if you have a, if you can take a picture of what you're looking at right now and email it to me, I'll, I'll include it in the podcast. Okay. I will. I'll do that. I'll Thank definitely so do that. Much. It's really dry here. We're, we're, com- we're coming to the end of our ski season. We close May 5th, but we've had a lot of warm temperatures. So we've lost a lot of snow. We may close early, but, um, we're one of the last ski areas that closes around here okay because we're at a higher elevation but i will send you a picture that is so cool all right you avoid the bears and i will talk to you soon okay thank you scott have a good day bye bye whitney thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing walter's story for making me think of my favorite elton john song for sharing with everyone what the podcast has done for you and talking about the difficulties of a long honeymoon Thank you also to Dexcom, Omnipod, and Dancing for Diabetes. You can go to Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox, myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox, or dancing the number four diabetes.com to find out more about the wonderful sponsors. It is this time of year to be festive and charitable. Go check out the sponsors. If you cannot remember what I just said, there are links in your show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. Also at juiceboxpodcast.com, a photo of Whitney in a chairlift. Pretty beautiful. I'm not going to sing Levon. I want to, because in my mind, in my heart, when I hear the song, it's so beautiful. And if I turn it up loud enough, I can't hear it. And by it, I mean me singing. And so I feel like I'm singing it. You know the feeling of singing along with loud music, where you just, you believe that you're harmonizing along with it, and that the depth of your feeling and that that soulfulness is matching Elton John's as if, right? But it's just terrible. But I I, I will tell you my favorite parts of the song uh, lyrically so that when you go check it out, and you are going to check it out, right? You're going to go listen to Levon if you haven't, right? So it starts slow. Levon wears his war wound like a crown. I don't even know exactly, but boom. Uh, makes some money. By the time we get to the motorway, it starts picking up. But then when he when he uh, when he hits to the um, I think it's the Alvin Tostig has a son today kind of it goes into a different gear and then it's a little bit of repetition talks about naming the boy Levon but then my goodness I'm gonna just tell you when it wait the next two thirds of the song mm, mm, while Levon slowly dies breaks my heart right because I'm figuring in my mind Levon's the father watching the son grow and want to move away. As Levon's life comes to an end. Oh, it's heartbreaking. All right. So if you don't know Levon by Elton John, go check it out. Find me on Instagram or Facebook or something and tell me what the heck the song's about. And if you do know the song, go enjoy it one more time. I think about that sometimes. How many more times am I going to hear a song before I'm dead? I know that seems morbid, but I do think that. Sometimes I hear a song that I really love and I go, I wonder how many more times I'm going to hear that. So uh, check out Levon and any of the other music that really makes you happy. Levon is on Elton John's Madman Across the Water. It's a masterpiece.